0: Welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. Thanks guys. Yeah, can I do that? Is that alright? Oh, I do. It is a prop, actually, if I can have that little, maybe... What I wanted to do, though, I have an awesome message that I'm going to share with you. But I actually want to share just a girl moment with you that just literally happened to me. And uh, the point being that you never know what God is doing behind your back and his perspective. Because God's perspective over years is quite remarkable. About um, two weeks ago, I contacted an old friend of mine, my best friend from high school, Um, who I haven't seen for 17 years. And I actually contacted her on Facebook. And she lives in Queensland. She's sort of known me over the years and wondered if I was still alive. So I was pleased to tell her that I actually was. And I posted her a copy of my book thinking, oh, God, please, please just be with her and all of that. Well, yesterday she text messaged me and she said, I'm going to be in Adelaide. I'd love to catch up and see you. So I thought, fantastic. Well, guess what? I'll be at a women's Christian church sort of conference thing, but I'd love you to come because I had no idea where she's at or what she's been doing. So I don't know if you saw her. She brought photos as well. I'm just so... I was just like, oh, I want to cry. I want to sit on you. I want to hold you and (laughs) all of that. Sit on... Love languages. You know the love languages? mine's physical touch come, <laughs> come on come and have a hug <laughs> but I thought isn't it remarkable and as we were sitting there because I'm thinking Lord please just save her come on Alex do the article you know but I because I haven't spoken she's just come straight in sat boldly on the front there I haven't spoken to her in 17 years I have no idea where she's at yeah but I said are you okay with this she said I'm okay with this Yeah, she's actually became a Christian about 15 years ago. Yeah, so I'm like, yes. Isn't God good? She brought photos. I'm just looking for one. I would have loved to have been able to scan one. I'm going to show it to you, even though I know you won't be able to see it. It would just do my heart good. Here we are. Look, the thing that blows me out is that God saw us then... And he saw us today all at the same time. He knew and he knows the rest of the story as well before we even started. So don't ever be discouraged because you just don't know what God is doing behind your back. Right, that's that. I feel better. Thank you for letting me, letting me share my excitement with you. My story is, for all of those of you here this morning who are maybe thinking, Thinking, Even with the fantastic message after Alex um, preached yesterday, I thought, well, that's it. It's all been said, hasn't it? But I am going to speak because I am a woman. Yeah. So my message in, the, in part is for all of you who are thinking, yeah, but you don't know my situation. That's all well and good for Alex and Kath and they're all gorgeous girls and it's all right for you. What I'm speaking to, the people who I want to speak to this afternoon are the ones who still this morning, when you got up this morning and you looked in the mirror, you called yourself names, yeah? Maybe you called yourself fat. Maybe you called yourself stupid or old, an old lady I must admit I am 45 years, well I don't have to admit that, but I'm 45 years of age and in our western culture we love youth, yeah, but the scripture I want to focus on this morning, is actually my favourite scripture, is in Revelations and it says we are overcomers, who would like to be an overcomer in your situation, we are overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. You see, it's twofold. It's what Jesus Christ has done for us, yes, because his blood reconciled us to God, paid a ransom for us, healed us, yes. The word of God says that he has plans for us, plans to prosper us and not to harm us. What I love about that is that God had to spell it out for us because he knows that somehow we sort of think he's out to get us. So said, no, 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 I have plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Yes? So we overcome by the blood of the lamb, but also what we have to say about what he did. You see, Jesus died for everybody. Every single one of us, no matter what your situation or circumstances, Jesus died for you. But not, we don't always live in the fullness of that. Some days when I look in the mirror, I think... Oh, you know, I'm just a woman. How about that one? I'm not a girly girl. Hello. For all of you who say, I don't want to go to girls' conference because I'm not a girly girl. Please. Yeah. Yes, thank you. And all my friends said, amen. Yeah. So that's an ongoing process. That scripture doesn't just talk about our salvation, it echoes our salvation scripture which says that we are saved when we want, believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, it's twofold, yes, and so the same, our salvation also comes, we overcome not only our salvation, but in your situation, in your circumstance, which might be a daily thing or a weekly thing or a moment thing, when I remind myself Now, what does the Word of God say about being 45 or about being an older woman? Actually, the Word of God has very specific things that it says about being an older woman, that we should help the younger women to raise their children, to love their husbands. So for all of you who I've reminded to go home and have sex with your husband, (laughs) I give no apologies. (laughs) Yeah. I never said it to Kel. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought what I might do is sort of um, press the envelope a little bit. What I'd like to do is maybe let's imagine a little bit how this thing works. If you could imagine... Imagine that maybe a woman walked in um, through the back auditorium drawers right now. And as she walked in, you noticed that she was a little bit grimy looking, a little bit dirty even. Actually, she's even smelly. You can smell her. And she walks down here amongst us all. She's got no shoes on. No bra. Sorry, guys. (laughs) She's got nicotine stains up her fingers. And her teeth are pretty messed up. When she comes and sits next to you, you notice that there's little creatures in her hair. She's got head lice. And you think, well, I'm a nice Christian woman, so I'm going to maybe talk to her a little bit. And even as you talk to her, you realise that she's not really very appreciative even of the fact that you've taken a bit of time out to talk with her. Yeah? She's got a bit of an attitude, actually. She's harsh and coarse and coarse. And abusive. She doesn't have a good attitude. She doesn't seem very nice on the inside either, not just outwardly. As she's sitting there, some little children come in, and even in this cold weather, they're just wearing a nappy no shoes, no tops, no singlet, and they're running around. I wonder what a woman like that might say when she looks in the mirror in the morning. I wonder if it would be possible for someone like that in that sort of situation to overcome maybe you get to talking with her a little bit and you realize that she's been abused yeah maybe you find out that she's a drug addict as well perhaps she thinks she's not a very good mother perhaps she's not a very good wife perhaps she's not a very good anything she's never really worked or held down a job What might someone like that say? Is it possible in this day and age that someone like that might be able to overcome? And how would that look? I wonder if a woman like that could come and walk right up the front here and lay down her stuff before Jesus. Would that be possible? Would it be possible that someone like that might even walk up these very stairs and stand before you? And if someone like that could do that, what would they say? Would it be possible that someone like that could overcome? If you haven't worked it out yet, I have the privilege everywhere I go, I actually get to speak in uh, prisons and schools and churches. And wherever I go, I take that woman with me because that woman is me. Now, the miracle is not that I'm wearing a bra and shoes. (laughs) Although it might be. <laughs> so it's not about outward appearances. But the miracle is is the transformation of God. And so I thought on that basis, I will tell you a little bit more. I wasn't going to tell you about the story, but I will. Um, I was actually, that was me um, 15 years ago when I first came to Victory. And I've probably given you the nice version I think, so for all of those of you who sat next to me, sorry, I am wearing deodorant today as well, (laughs) Uh, 13 years ago I was a heroin addict and an alcoholic, I used to drink two litres of port a day, port does have a high sugar content though and I was a little bit health conscious at the time so I switched to claret because it has less sugar, (laughs) it's the way thinking of the world. The wisdom of the world, yeah? That was as good as it got. This is not about behavior modification, yeah? This is about transformation, an inner work, the work of Jesus Christ, the miracle of God. And if you need a miracle in your life, I want to stand here and encourage you. I don't tell this story just for fun, like Alex said, but I tell this story that you might be encouraged to go, Oh, my goodness, Jesus is alive, and Jesus wants to work in my life ongoingly. I'm not a something now. He is still working on me. He's still on my case. But Jesus is alive and wanting to work in our lives right now. Where am I at to? Oh. So, (laughs) um, and God actually did a number on me miraculously. So in the sense that I was at such a desperate point in my life and in my marriage, in my situation, I'd been in jail. But jail, again, was not enough to modify my behaviours enough to transform my life. I remember looking at my children when I had three children and thinking that they were doomed. And they were, probably outside of God, doomed to the same lifestyle as I had. Yeah? When mum and dad drink and deal drugs and all of their friends are alcoholics and heroin dealers, who do you meet? What will your kids grow into? What are you apprenticing your children to? Yeah? So in my wisdom at the time, I was was very frightened and and thinking that probably the only way out of my situation, this was my rational thinking at the time, was actually to commit murder. So it was premeditated murder. It wasn't uh, one of those spontaneous crimes of passion. I actually devised to murder my husband. And uh, I was on my knees, not prayerfully at that point in time. Um, And he was passed out on the lounge room floor. And I took up a pillow and I thought that I would just smother him and that that would solve my problem. My rationale at the time was that no one really would care if an old drug addict in Adelaide died. No one would question me and no one would really ask and that I would be free of my situation. Two things happened. One, I sort of thought, that's a bit extreme. I don't know. Well, you know, they do say taking drugs and alcohol does cause brain damage, okay? So that's a little extreme. And the second thing, probably more realistically, was that I thought that if he woke up while I was in the middle of that, that then I would be in really big trouble, so I was on my knees and I prayed the first prayer that I remember praying, what we call now a crisis prayer. And I said very reverently, if there is a God, you better do something or tomorrow he gets it. <laughs> Those sort of prayers don't, don't work anymore. But, <laughs> but at the time, God knew me. He knew that was all I had. I didn't have the lovely psalms to relate God, God is not trying to make this hard for us. He loves us and he, he desires to meet with us more than we desire to meet with him. At that point in time, I was raised an atheist. I had no clue. My challenge was, well, I don't know. If there is a God, then you do something because I don't know. Otherwise, I'm going to murder him. And my intention the next day was to go out and buy enough heroin to slip in his drink. The theory being, again, that no one would really notice or care. What happened was a God intervention. You hear about those interventions on TV, you know, where they, you get all your friends and families around for the druggies. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm a counsellor now, so my brain slips off to there sometime. And I'm still just impacted by my friend. No, Anyway, so the next day I had permission to leave the house and uh, there was a car broken down on the other side of the road when I went to stop and get petrol and I felt a drawing sensation you ever get that you know, you know where you get those little unctions that's God it's good to follow those little unctions as long as they're legal unctions <laughs> then follow them so I felt a drawing sensation to go over and speak to this person whose car was broken down on the other side of the road I haven't seen them for years and they didn't know anything about my situation excuse my top yeah. the first thing I said to him, when I went over the first thing he said to me was have you been? I said I'm fine because I wasn't going to go into it I was busy on my plan I said what have you been doing? he said I've been going to church you should come <laughs> that was it that was it for me I knew right then and there on Lower North East Road here in little old Adelaide that God had answered my prayer. And not only had he done it, but he'd done it in a way that I understood. He'd done it through someone that was credible to me. He didn't make it tricky or hard or whatever. He was speaking my language. I went to church that Sunday to victory and I heard the good news that Jesus Christ had died for my sin and made a way for me that he loved me so much that he died for me you see we've got to make this personal it's so personal we we say the scripture oh God so loved the world no God so loved you personally he made it personal put your name right in there God so loved you That he died for you. He made a way for you to be reconciled with God. Now that doesn't... For me, how that translated in being able to overcome... Because I came with a little bit of baggage, can you imagine? (laughs) I, I had some issues. The woman that I described to you walking in this room was me. So with that internally, there were some issues that I needed to deal with. So we didn't make up a plan... Got with Sally Ann, and we make up a plan of right. Well, we'll tackle this, and then we'll do that. No. Would you like to know how it happens? Yes. Good on you. <laughs> some really easy handles. You know, some uh, sometimes people use the scripture. Um, if if I'll talk about addictions and stuff, only because that was relevant for me. But it can be your depression, your negativity. Alex talked about this this morning. Sometimes people have said to me, "Oh well, of course your body is a temple." Yeah. I didn't give up drugs because my body is a temple. That's an outward thinking, and it's only half a scripture. <laughs> um, I didn't. You, you, none of us are going to not eat that cheesecake because my body is a temple. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You can tell that my body is a temple. <laughs> I know you. As soon as I got to it, be. Oh, it's a temple. <laughs> Look at that. No. A better translation if you, is, my body is a container. Yes? Can we repeat that? i love to, just only because I want to do this. Can you repeat after me? <laughs> my, body my body is a container. Oh, thank you. I feel so validated. <laughs> my body is a container. The whole scripture is my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's what Alex has been talking about. When I first became a Christian, my body was a container and it was full of all sorts of junk, anger, jealousy, rage, bitterness, unforgiveness. Now there's a really cool thing that God does. He says that he fills us, if you've ever read this, God fills us to overflowing Have you ever wondered about that? Because God could fill us to tippy, tippy top. Couldn't he? You know, like where it's just so full. If it was just totally about you, he could fill us to tippy, tippy top. And where would the junk be? Hmm. My life was full of junk and muck and horrible stuff that I needed to deal with. I wasn't going to deal with that outwardly. My body is a temple. I didn't just pop a little bra on it and (laughs) a pair of shoes. I tried to find a prop where I could do that, but I thought it won't work. But as we pour in the Holy Spirit, as we pour in the things of God, as you read the Word of God, as you get with the Spirit, can I say when you pray, pray out loud. We've said it, I'm, I'm, and I love, I'm into, I'm sorry, I know it's daggy, maybe. I'm into scripture on our walls. Scripture tracts. I love it. When I was a kid and uh, we were learning German, the way to learn a new language is we'd put little names on everything. We'd put the German word for table, we'd stick it on there. It's the same. When you become a Christian, you, you're learning a new language. You're learning the language of the Holy Spirit. Stick it on your... Mi- write it in lipstick. I oh, know I say this all the time. Write that scripture. God loves me in lipstick on your mirror. Be a drama queen for God. We're not going You're not going to overcome by being passive. So as we fill our container, I am a container. I'm either filled with junk or filled with the good things of God. And that's my responsibility. Yes? So... Pray, read the word of God. Yes. Pursue him when I was a drug addict. It was nothing for me to pick up my kids in the middle of the night and put them in the car and drive wherever I had to go, however far I had to go with, um, you know, sort of... When you're going through withdrawal symptoms, it's not pleasant. It would be nothing for me to do that and drive wherever I had to go to get what I needed. So when I became a Christian, I thought, you know what? If I can do that for drugs or sport or the thing that I'm into, my hobby, my this, my that, there's a sale on. Whoa, I'll be there. So I decided that I would pursue God to the same degree. If I could do that for drugs, how much would I pursue? You are not going to overcome by being passive, Oh, well, I see. Yeah. So we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Yes? Thank you. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen and God bless.